It is indeed his grace. Amen. And we pour out our love and our lives to him. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, today we are at the final installment of the series we have been teaching called Hung by the Tongue. Basically talking about the power of words. Amen. And uh, it has been a journey of learning uh, for all of us, myself included. Man, words are powerful. Amen. And if you don't use them carefully, you will be hung by the tongue. Amen. Uh, is it cold? I see people wearing... Okay, we'll switch it off. I'm, I'm sweating, but we'll switch it off. I've been asked not to walk around too much because we have uh, live... Our viewers who have joined us by Facebook, amen, we love you, God bless you, and um, we, so I will not be moving around. Can you all see me? It's going to be hard, man, I have to tie myself to this thing to stay steady, but we will uh, have a good time. All right, quickly, hold your Bible in your hand. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer, not a doubter, a doer. Not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's word. And my life will never be the same. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Alright, Luke 6 verse 45. Luke 6 verse 45. Man, it's going to be awesome. Luke chapter number 6 verse 45. Says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is good. Do you have it? Am I quoting the wrong one? People are looking at me funny. Because <laughs> I'm reading from my head. So I was thinking, am I reading the wrong one? Luke 6.45 says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is what? Good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth that which is evil. And from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Now, this is what I like to call the technology of the Word of God or the technology of the kingdom. What is a technology? A technology is the purposeful application of a science or a process to production of a consistent result. So, what is, what, what is this saying to us? This is saying to us, the treasure that you put in your heart is the kind of life you are going to live. It's as simple as that. You know, when we uh, were learning about computers, the first time computers ever came uh, to Africa, that's back in the 80s, amen? <laughs> Don't try to figure out how old I am. <laughs> All right? The first principle they taught us was, this thing is not going to think for you. In fact, engineer Chris was telling me, now computers think for you. But back in the day, the principle was GIGA. That was the acronym. What did, what did that stand for? Garbage in, garbage out. Whatever you put in is exactly what's going to come out. Or whatever you program the thing to do is exactly what it's going to do. So if you give it a garbage program, it will give you garbage back. Amen? I said amen. <laughs> so this is the principle of the kingdom. If you put garbage treasure in your heart, you are going to receive a garbage life. And not only that, your mouth will give it authority. Your mouth will speak it into existence. So it is vitally, vitally, vitally important for us to stand guard of our hearts. In fact, that's what the Bible says in uh, 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 Proverbs chapter number 4, verse 23. It says for us to guard our hearts with all diligence. 
Amen? And he goes on to say, because out of it will flow the issues of life. So the issues of life, or your, the life that you live, is a direct representation of the treasure you have in your heart. Man, this is awesome. You know why? Because it means if I don't like the life that I'm living, I can change it. By changing what I put in my heart. So if I, have, if I live a fearful life, evidently I've been exposing my heart to a lot of fearful information. And I can change that. You know why? I'll start putting faith information in my heart. I like it. I like, I like it because you know what? I don't have to rely on anyone. All I can rely on is the man in the mirror. And I like it. You know why? Because I can fix the man in the mirror. I couldn't fix the president. I mean, lots of us have tried. <laughs> I couldn't fix the political organizations. I couldn't fix you. I mean, I've been trying. <laughs> To get you to church on time, amen. <laughs> Man, I couldn't fix you. So guess what? If, 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 if it depended on you, then I would be in trouble. But thank God it depends on me. God said whatever me put in my heart is the exact same life I'm going to live. Hallelujah. And I like it. Let's go now to Matthew chapter number 6, verse 31. Still talking about hung by the tongue. Your words are powerful. Matthew 6 verse 31 says, Therefore, take no thought by saying. Did you see that? You see how you take thought? You take thought by saying it. Whatever you say is exactly how you are programming your way of thinking. So it's a cycle. He says, take no thought by saying, what shall we eat? See, if you take thought by saying, what shall we eat? You are going to live an anxious life. If you take thought by saying, what shall we drink? Or wherewith shall we be clothed? You are going to live that kind of life. You know why? Because your mouth is the source of what's in your heart. So it starts with your mouth. You know why? Because <laughs> the best customer for your mouth is you. You are the best customer for your mouth. Oh, man, a lot of people actually start off saying stuff they don't believe. I mean, I know politicians uh, back home who started, they, they were lying initially, but after about a few years of saying it, they started believing their own lies. <laughs> they even thought it was true. You know why? Because you take thought by saying. So you need to be careful what you say. Amen? It's a cycle. What you speak will renew your mind. And what's in your heart will feed your mouth. So it's a cycle. Amen? And you need to master this cycle. If you're taking down notes, write this down. Thoughts are carried by the vehicle of words. Thoughts are carried by the vehicle of words. Your, your mouth gives authority to the thoughts that are in your heart. Amen? I said amen. The way Satan fights us is through controlling our minds. If you go to Ephesians chapter number 6, starting from verse 18 going onwards, uh, that section of the Bible is usually called the armor of the believer. Amen? You know when he's talking about put on the whole armor of God? There are three enemies that are mentioned, and these are the reasons why you need to put on the armor. The first one he mentioned is called the wiles of the devil. And the second one he mentions is called the fiery darts. 
And the third one he mentions is, so that you may withstand in the day of evil. So these are the three enemies, fiery darts, wiles of the devil, and the evil day. Now, you know, I don't like to get religious. You know, a lot of people like, you know, they know that about me. I don't like religious stuff. So I went into scripture and I said, man, I live in Craig Haven. We don't get any fiery darts. We don't get anyone shooting at us, arrows, that have fire on them. So what are you talking about? Wiles of the devil. What's that? How does that impact me in 2016? But ladies and gentlemen, and I want to submit to you that these three represents something that is so simple. <laughs> you might miss it if you don't listen carefully, okay? This is what it represents. Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Your spiritual battle is to fight against thoughts. Someone say thoughts. thoughts. Ideas. Someone say ideas. And suggestions. Someone say suggestions. This is the same way the devil fought Eve. It was not through physical uh, uh, cohesion. He just went and said, did God say thoughts, ideas, and suggestions? Amen? This is why you have to, you know, uh, soldiers will tell you this. Proverbs 4.23 says to guard your heart with how much? all diligence, because out of it will flow the issues of life. Now, if you want to secure a camp, or the camp of your mind, uh, uh, so as it were, you have to erect what is called, or, or set up what is called a parameter, or perim perimeter. Perimeter? You set that up uh, outside of the camp, okay? And everything that goes into the camp has to go through a specific gate that is designated, and everything that goes in must be checked thoroughly before it goes in. You know why? Because if we let all kinds of stuff in there without checking it, it can cause harm, not only to the camp, but to the people in the camp. And it's the same thing with your mind. If you don't set up a perimeter on your mind and check everything that goes into your mind before you receive it and start thinking on it, it is going to cause problems in your life. So everything has to be checked against God's word. Might sound like a nice idea. But if it goes, if it's contrary to God's word, you are in trouble. Amen? You know those uh, 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 comedians that speak with their mouth shut? What are they called? Ventri? Ventriloquist? You know those guys? That they can speak. The devil is a master ventriloquist. He has mastered the art of dropping thoughts into your head with his mouth shut. And here's where it's, it gets crazy. When he does that, he drops the, the thoughts in, in first person narrative. So, so the, the devil's thoughts will sound something like this. Uh, uh, you know, I'm the only one who actually works in this organization. Look at this 10,000. No one knows about it anyway. Uh, let me just take it. No one will find out. And it's in first-person narrative. It's not you thinking it. It's the devil who's dropped the thought. And guess what? Because he's using your mind and your, uh, 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 your vocal uh, um, faculties, he, it, it will sound like you. And now you want to take responsibility over that thought. When it wasn't even your thought. And here's something else. If you're writing down notes, you can write this down. Uh, thoughts, the fuel for thoughts, is 
attention. See, there's nothing wrong with him uh, uh, trying to get into the perimeter, trying to break the perimeter. But when you give that thought attention, you have just poured petrol on it. I'm not saying you're not going to have wild thoughts, but I'm saying, see, these thoughts, the enemy for thoughts is to be ignored. Thoughts don't like it when they are ignored. Just like you don't like it when you're... What what do you do when someone ignores you? Some of you walk away. Some of you ignore them back. Amen? In fact, couples ignore each other sometimes, and it's crazy. I mean, you're sleeping in the same bed and not talking to each other. But anyway, moving right along. (laughs) Man, thoughts don't like to be ignored. Thoughts, this is why the Bible says in Philippians 4, 8, whatsoever things is pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, think on these things. In other words, pay attention. In other words, pour fuel on those kind of thoughts. See, you're going to have a thought that comes to you and says, okay, just take this 10,000. After all, you are the only one who works in this organization. Oh, anyway, the boss is not in the office today. I'm just going to leave at like uh, 4.30. I know they will think I left at 5.00. This is a thought that the devil is throwing into your head. (laughs) And then if you pay attention to that thought, that thought will grow and grow and grow, and you'll feel like you have to take responsibility over that thought when it wasn't even your thought. And here's something else. The devil likes to give you an idea, and once you take ownership of that idea, he likes to go and whisper it to someone else so he can expose you. He doesn't play fair. Yeah. Uh. Amen. You're on a business trip somewhere. He'll come and say, oh, you see this girl? She's just like, she, 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 look at how she's smiling at you. She likes you. And now you're thinking, my wife doesn't even treat me right. She doesn't even treat me right. And you're cementing that thought. Oh, man, you know. Anyway, I've always wanted a, a lighter woman. <laughs> Thank you. You pay, you're giving that thought attention. I've always wanted a darker and taller guy. Ah, in fact, my aunt, uh, a prim, she divorced and she found someone better. Ah, you can always divorce and get someone else. In fact, I, I've always wanted a younger version. <laughs> a newer model of this person. What are you doing? You're paying attention to that thought. What are you doing? You're pouring fire on it. You're pouring fire on it, and as you pour fire on it, man, it grows and it grows and it grows. No one has ever done anything without first thinking it. (laughs) Amen? You have to think it first. You have to think it first. And you entertain that thought, man. That thought will get you into trouble. But you entertain good thoughts, good thoughts will bring prosperity to you. So the enemy, the battleground is in your mind. The battleground is in you. Spiritual battle at its highest level takes place in the arena of thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. The same thing that he did when he went to Jesus. He said, if you be the son of man, turn these stones into bread. If you be the son of man, what is he doing? He's casting a thought, an idea, and a suggestion that is contrary to God's word. This is why you and I have to know God's word and it is through the knowledge of God's word that we are able to dictate that these thoughts are not of God. Because most of them sound like good ideas. Hallelujah. 
I mean, the enemy is not going to walk in here with a red suit and a pitchfork and say, I'm the devil. I'm here to tempt you. No, he's not going to do that. No, he's going to wait for you to have that diet plan and then bring some really delicious, supercalifragilistic, expialidociously delicious cheesecake. <laughs> Amen? He's going to tempt you with something that's nice. Something that is awesome. Amen? Or he's just going to uh, stop you from paying attention to the thoughts that are of God. I mean, while you're here, the way the battle uh, uh, is fought is you drop a thought into you. What, what, what are we going to have for lunch? And I can tell some of you are in here. But you are way out there having lunch. Amen. In fact, uh, 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 Dr. Goodwill Shana, uh, uh, one of the preachers I respect, used to say this all the time in his sermons. Are you here or you have gone home? And I used to always wonder, why does he ask? We are here. Until I discovered, hey, people can go home in their minds. Amen. And the sophisticated ones are already in tomorrow. The real sophisticated ones will already be next week. You know, fighting the battles of month end. Amen. So the way the devil is going to fight us is through thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. And we cannot afford, as the church, to pay attention to the wrong thoughts. Amen. In fact, if you're taking down notes, write this down. The lifespan of a thought, idea, or suggestion is determined by our attention to it. Let's go now to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse 5. You are to fight these thoughts. Amen? Amen? Consistently cast them down. Thank you, Jesus. Second Corinthians 10 verse 5. Watch what it says. Uh, uh, in fact, let's start in verse 4. The weapons of our warfare. Let's start in verse 4. Watch what it says. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Pulling down of what? Strongholds. You know, I used to think strongholds were somewhere in atmospheres, in the heavenly places. Amen? And I used to always wonder why God wants us to pull these strongholds down to where we are. Doesn't make sense, right? Until I discovered, no, the strongholds are in the heavenly places. Amen? The real battle, the real, I'm not saying they are not demons. They are demons, but demons seek to influence the way you think. Because once they win that battle, they don't have to fight anymore. You will just tend to poverty yourself. If you don't renew your mind concerning uh, the prosperity of God's word and how amazing and how awesome it is, even if God gives you a billion today, in about two years' time, you'll be back where you are. You know why? Because you cannot live a life that is above. You can't rise above the level of your thinking. You can't do it. You cannot. This is why people that play lotto, they say at an average of two years, they lose everything. Two years. 
They've lost everything. You know why? Because they have not changed their minds concerning prosperity. Hallelujah. Watch what it says. It's casting down imaginations. Where do imaginations take, take place? When an imagination is thrown at you, you are to cast it down. Or you are to ignore it. A wild imagination. Just don't pay it attention. Amen. No need to pray. No need to just walk out on that thought. Thoughts hate it when they are ignored. They thought they throw tantrums and die while they at it. Amen. Casting down imaginations. Every high thing that exalts itself against the what? Where is knowledge? In your mind. And bringing into activity every what? Where are thoughts? You have to put the thoughts in prison. Thoughts that are not of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Church, the real battle is in your mind. If you win it in your mind, your mouth cannot help it but release life. If you lose it in your mind, your mouth will, on, at a consistent basis, release death. So we have to fix our minds. Romans chapter number 12 verse 2 says, For us not to be conformed to the patterns of this world. Do not be conformed. Don't be poured into the mold of this world. But be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may be able to prove that which is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Don't be conformed. What is he talking about? Don't be poured into the mold. Now, I remember as a young, uh, uh, as a youth, as a young adult, way back then, I went for a camp, and the person who got up to preach from this verse was uh, literally uh, uh, preaching from a carnal standpoint. Why do I say that? Because he thought us conforming to the uh, world was dressing the same way the world does. So I had my English cart, and man, he was, he was just preaching to me. He says, you can't dress like the world does. You can't be looking like the world does. But how many of you know that Jesus looked like the world does on the outside? That's why they couldn't, you know, figure him apart from everybody else. They needed someone to actually go and kiss him. Because you know why? He looked like everybody else. It was only different up here. Amen? So when he says don't be conformed, he's not talking about your clothes. He doesn't care what you wear. He cares how you fix up here. Don't be, don't be poured into the mold. Don't think like the world thinks. The world thinks it's flu season when it's June and July. We don't think that way. We think it's divine health season. Watch this all the time. You know, when the rand is weakening, the world thinks, oh, now we can't travel overseas because, you know, the rand is... No, we don't think that way. You know why? Because our economy is not even the economy of this world. It's the economy of heaven. And God will supply, watch this, all our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Someone shout, all my needs are met. I don't care what it looks like. And you have to fix it up here. You have to fix it in your head. Fix your thoughts. Start thinking prosperity. Start thinking, hey, I'm, I'm alright. I'm good. It doesn't matter what happens. I'm, I'm alright. God will take care of me. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but do what? But be ye transformed. Notice he first tells you what you shouldn't do. 
Because he wants to take away that old way of thinking. What did Jesus say? You can't pour new wine in old wineskins. He's not going to tell you the new system before you get rid of the old one. See, because a lot of people are trying to mix systems. You know, I like divine healing over here, but I don't like the way the kingdom has prescribed prosperity over here. Uh, you know, I don't like the way God has prescribed marriage over here. I don't like this submission thing. No, no, you have to renew your mind to all of the kingdom principles. To live a kingdom life that is whole and complete. It's as simple as that. Think the way God thinks. How do you think the way God thinks? By thinking in line with his word. So he says, don't be conformed. He's taking away the dirty diaper. He wants you to unlearn before you learn. Amen. Amen. He says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this, But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be changed. This is the same message Jesus preached for the first time he ever preached. What did he say? He says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. That word repent means to change the way you think. It's metanoia in the Greek. Re, which means to do again. Pent, which, which we get the word uh, a penthouse. So what is he saying? He's saying go back to the top. Go back to thinking the way I think. That's why he said in Isaiah 55 from verse 1 onwards, let the wicked man forsake his thoughts. Now, Lord, if I forsake my thoughts, what am I going to have? He says, and take on my thoughts, because my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. So if you take my thoughts, you will start thinking at a higher level. And not only that, you will start living a higher life. But if you hold on to your thoughts and your old way of thinking, man, you'll be defeated all the time. You'll be defeated all the time. Amen? So we have to be transformed. We have to be changed. You know, and the uh, analogy for this is when a caterpillar is turned into a butterfly. It's drastic transformation. You know, when you look at a butterfly, that heavenly, colorful creature, I mean, you don't see traces of a, of a caterpillar in it. I mean, that thing looks fly. Amen? It's, it's just flying. It's not crawling in the dirt and just, you know, living the Lord down life. No, it's fly. But when you look into it, you don't even see traces of his past life. And God is saying, when you take on my word and rewire the way you think. What did he say? He said at the entrance of his word, it brings what? It brings light. It brings illumination. It brings revelation. It will change your entire life drastically that people will look at you and not r recognize you. I mean, people that used to know you will look at you and say, you have changed. Has it ever happened to you? People look at you, you've changed. There's something about you. I can't put a finger to it, but you're different. Now, when you spend time in the Word of God, you're going to be different. You're going to be a different person, and your entire life will change. Your entire vocabulary will change. Hallelujah. So we have to renew our minds. And Romans 12, verse 2, watch what it says uh, in, 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 in the King James Bible. It says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the what? I did not hear that. Notice it didn't say 
uh, uh, do, be transformed by a renewed mind. Did you see that? He said be transformed by the renewing, I-N-G, a present continuous tense. Meaning renewing your mind is a lifestyle. It's not an event. So Pastor T can't lay hands on you. Be renewed. Boom. And then you fall on the ground and you get up a new person. No. That's not going to happen. You, it's, it's a process. It's a lifestyle. It happens every day. Renewing. Like running. It's a process. You are doing it all the time. Amen. In fact, the runners here will tell you, or the people that go to the gym, they'll tell you, man, if you go to the gym just once a year, you're not going to see much transformation. But if you go every day, there's definitely going to be some transformation. Amen? And it's the same thing with renewing your mind. It has to be... See, the enemy that's coming after you and coming against you, he's coming against you 24-7, 365 or 366 when it's a leap year. He's coming against you. He doesn't take a leave. He does not take an off day. He's coming, fighting all the time. Some of you, while you're sitting here, you're thinking, why did he have to wear a suit today? He's just distracted you. (laughs) Amen? Some of you, you're thinking, but the ushers didn't greet me like, you know, they greeted someone. He's already distracted you. See, he's fighting. He does not take a break. He's fighting, and he's fighting in your thought life. So if you take a break, you take, a, you take leave from renewing your mind, man, he's going to uh, 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 just come at you and just destroy you. Amen? Amen? So this has to be a lifestyle. This is why I don't miss a, a single uh, Bible study or an opportunity to study the Bible in my entire life. I don't miss a, any meeting at church. You know why? Because I know it's for my good. No, I'm not doing it for you. See, a lot of people thought, hey, Pastor T always comes to these meetings because, you know, he wants to be there so he can watch me. No, 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 no. You're not that important. <laughs> Amen. I'm, com- I'm doing this for me because I know the minute I lower my guard, the enemy is going to come at me. And if I don't have my game up all the time, he's going to defeat me. I mean, he throws thoughts all the time. Amen? And you have to be alert. You have to be, oh man, you just have to be up on your game. I, I remember the one guy, um, uh, one of my friends, we went into a, 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 a Vodacom shop and we were getting served in there. And this one girl came and she was just smiling at the guy and just trying to help. And, and then when we walked out, the enemy had already thrown all kinds of suggestions in my friend's head. And as we walked out, he was like, did you see the way she was smiling at me? I said, dude, she's paid to smile at people. She'd be smiling at everybody like that. She's just trying to help. But guess what? The devil takes every opportunity to drop something into your head. Every opportunity. He takes every, op- every, he, man, he's not letting out. So if you, are, you, if you and I are not alert in terms of our thought life, if we don't have uh, uh, the word of God at the front of our head, not even at the back of your head, at the front of your head, 
you are going to be defeated. I don't care who you are. Because the only weapon he gave us was his word. Do you realize that? He says the way to fight is but take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Not your opinion. The word. And you have to fix the way you think through the word. Amen? I said amen. Glory to God. Um, this is why, number one, uh, because mind renewal is not an event, it's a lifestyle if you're taking down notes. Number two, this is why teaching is more important in the body of Christ. Preaching is proclaiming, teaching is explaining, which brings understanding. Proverbs 4 verse 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing, the foundational thing, and in all you're getting, get understanding. See, without understanding, you can't fight this battle. Well, you can fight, but you will lose this battle. Amen? You lose all the time. Number three, this is why, if you're taking down notes, you can write this down. Knowledge and its proper use wins battles. Knowledge and its proper use wins battles. And teaching is the cure for ignorance. Because ignorance and victory are impossible roommates. Did you hear that? Should I say it again? Ignorance and victory are impossible roommates. You cannot win while ignorant. Have you ever heard the statement, ignorance is bliss? Not according to the word of God. He said in Isaiah 4 verse 7, My people, they perish. They are destroyed for a lack of what? Inspiration? For a lack of entertainment? This is why in this church, we don't major in entertainment. I mean, I don't get paid that much to entertain anyway. I mean, entertainers, they get a lot of money. You know, the people that entertain. We don't major in inspiration. Because you can sink with a good attitude. Just praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Smiling on your face, sinking. Amen. We don't major in inspiration. We major in information. Because that's the only way you can counter the devices of the devil. Amen. So, if you're taking down notes, write this down as we close. A mixed spirit is essential to possessing our inheritance. What is a mixed spirit? A mixed spirit is simply a teachable spirit. The day you think you know everything is the day you will start losing the battles of life. Matthew chapter number 5 verse 5 says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. This is why in this church, we, 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 we don't mind repeating stuff. We're not just about bringing up new things and so on and so forth. And, you know, no. I mean, the Apostle Peter said in Second Peter chapter number 1, verse 13, As long as I'm in this tabernacle, I find it meet or necessary to stir you up by bringing you into remembrance. Amen? Well, Pastor T, I know that. I don't think you know. You know, the only time you actually know something is when you start doing it. If you're not yet doing it, you don't know it. In fact, if your faith is not accompanied by action, uh, the Apostle James said, you, you, you be deceiving you. That's what he said. You remember the story? He said, man, a man who says they have faith but no action, 
oh that man is a liar he be deceiving himself this is why we don't mind repeating stuff who we'll stay you up by bringing you into remembrance now my, my objective is not for you to walk out of here and say oh man that dude is awesome my objective is for you to walk out of here and say man I, I, can, I can do this I can fix this now I understand how this thing works and then you go back home man and you take out your tools and start fixing your life on your own hallelujah let's go to Proverbs chapter number 3 verse 5 thank you Jesus he says trust in the Lord with all thy heart and know when to quit when you're out of time. 